0: is the Sweetie Darling Podcast with your hosts, Ryan Cloutier and Peter J. Lewis. Welcome to the number one LGBTQ podcast covering culture, crap, and current events. What the fuck is happening? Peter was pounded in the butt by the physical manifestation of Trump's Twitter ban. Ryan is still employed. And Cocaine Mitch has jumped the Trump ship. Hi, sweetie.
1: Hi, darling.
0: How are you doing?
1: I am doing, I'm, cooing. I'm doing, I'm doing, I'm doing. Welcome to
0: 2021, the I year of our Lord.
1: It. It's like, was there a movie 2021? or Just no, there wasn't. Damn it.
0: Which one was there? A space odyssey. That was like 2001. That was like, a, like a, two decades ago. The future was two that. decades ago. I
1: know. I'm not floating around in space either. So I that's know. Rude. rude. Bunch of empty promises the sixties were. I know, right? (laughs) (laughs) Except Jane Fonda fulfilled some of those promises. So thank you, Jane. Thank Thank you, Jane Jane Fonda. As As always. As ever. As as we give every episode a shout out to Jane Fonda, this is our shout out to Jane Fonda. So let's talk
0: about about the holidays.
1: Holidays, I'm gonna take you on a... I had, actually, okay, so I'm gonna say this, not controversial at all, but...
0: Oh, it's not controversial. No, I know. Is it unprecedented?
1: Unprecedented is what this year has been, obviously. And why is that? This Christmas, so my Christmas is, you know, when you know when Christmas is. Have you participated?
0: I'm a Catholic, yes.
1: The 25th, my birthday is on January 7th. So a lot of planning usually goes into both those days on my part. Like, especially, I'm going to take a little eye off the especially like my birthday. So I plan like a dinner and I have to figure out when people can come and where I can rank the reservations and how many people and how to get balloons. And, you know, I, you know, you, you do it up
0: Royal. Um, I do. And I love to yeah. do
1: it. So this year, both for Christmas and for my birthday, it was just no planning. I didn't have anything to worry about. I could just, cause it's right here in the house. So I didn't have anyone in the house. It's just this little pot of people that I have to buy for. It was just so relaxing. Oh, that's nice. And my birthday was like, you know, I got some cards from family and I got a lot of stuff on my Facebook, but I, you know, cause I'm old I have Facebook, um, but I didn't get, I didn't have to do anything. I just had to like have, you know, Cody, you know, Cody Wojan, who's been on the show before Miss Inanna. Oh yes. Or Inanna Miss. Miss. I- Anana? She's in my bubble. So she came over and had, or he came over and had dinner with us. We had steak and mashed potatoes and, green you know, I just had a lovely, so it's just, this year has been like, oh, I don't have to go. I still will probably, if we can next year, have a nice big birthday, but right, it was nice to have the pressure lifted off of you and just have a lovely holiday and like really kind of be there Yeah, in the That's moment. That's a great
0: way of looking at it, because I recall, I mean, I'm not a very holiday person. I right. Don't- But when I go home and I have Christmas at the grandparents, Christmas with my dad and their side of the family, my mom and their side of the family and my mom's family, and it just ends up going from like gathering to gathering to gathering to gathering, and it's just kind of exhausting. So it's kind of nice to like all be forced into this new kind of reality of kind of
1: not having to do too
0: much on the holidays.
1: And you can kind of appreciate it when it comes back to being like, uh, obviously we're all going to grow an appreciation for our family and the time we get, like, I would love to have, I can't, I haven't even met Noah in person. Right. So oh, yeah. that would be lovely to meet people in person that you don't know. And like, it'll just be an appreciation of those people again, like your family, like a year apart absence makes the heart grow fonder. Right. So, and you turned 29 this year, which is, yeah, a which is a milestone. Cause I've done it a couple of times. <laughs> And an um, unprecedented and I I've been a twenty nine an unprecedented amount of times, yes. That's amazing. Then, yeah, it was. It was really it was nice. What about you? Did you so you had to work? Or I work.
0: You know? Um I take advantage of the time and a half and extra holiday pay and Right. I don't have a big family around me that I have to worry about or go to parties or have kids that I'm having to you know, do holiday stuff with, so I like to work those times so that my coworkers that do have families and kids can take that time to enjoy the holidays and do what they need to do.
1: That's so, awesome. I, d- yeah. I don't
0: mind it. And usually the holidays are pretty relaxing, considering the time right before the holidays is pretty chaotic. This year was a little bit busier than normal.
1: but Oh, yeah, because they're just like, anyhow, I'm going to get some Tangeray for... <laughs> yeah. I'm going to get some <laughs> Bali and Stali. Bali Stolly. Bali Stolly. Because everyone's
0: hate? doing their indoor New Year's, and they just realized they forgot the booze. So Right?
1: Did I did a sparkling grape cider. My New Year's was jam-packed. I had popcorn. I had a salad. Oh. I had water. Nice. I went to bed at nine. Excellent. <laughs> With the dog. That's the funny really thing un-eventful. about New Year's is...
0: That's usually the only day of the year I go to bed before midnight.
1: Right. Exactly. And I'm going to say this, like at 29, at 29, at 29,
0: you're getting a little, I have, there, so. I have
1: celebrated an unprecedented amount of new year's already. So <laughs>
0: you yeah. have, well, I stayed up past midnight cause my other, you know, my other friend, Noah,
1: the other Noah,
0: in, the other Noah, it's his birthday on new year's day. Mm. So I stayed up to wish him happy birthday.
1: Aww. Like on camera or? Just
0: on like a phone.
1: Oh, oh yeah. You don't do everything on Zoom? I can just sign some We use signal. It's like encrypted. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how you can send messages about um overthrowing I don't know. Well we
0: country yeah, country. we talk of a lot of like
1: it's mostly joking, but we're like
0: let's overthrow the government.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh now this now this podcast is getting more popular, right? Wing nuts are gonna start listening.
0: Oh yeah. Our WNJs, we call them. Right? How do I? W N. Right wing, not jobs.
1: Oh, they my love parents. us.
0: They were worried about you. Well, why? Because we haven't done a podcast in a little while. Yeah. And I told them it's because you were clinically depressed and that's why we couldn't do one. I mean, but, I think I. And might I was have been too busy with
1: bit. work. So. Yeah. I know I mean, you were. Laying off another job. I think I yeah. had COVID. I can't prove it. Furloughed from another job. I had a really hard time breathing for a while. I just was getting fatter. I was like, ugh, I'm not gonna do," you know. So it was it was tough, but yeah. I'm back and I feel better. And I've been um for 15 hours a week. I'm helping feed people. Yeah, so that's been nice. Yes. Yeah. Just local here in Vancouver. So um at the food bank. So just having. Just getting things ready, so you can't can't physically touch. You know, obviously, I don't know if you know this, Ryan, but we're in the middle of a pandemic, and so getting getting food ready and packaged and then leaving it for them is just hard. But it's good. Good. It's good work. It's honest work, and it keeps me busy and it keeps my steps because I'm trying to keep you know fit, keep resilient. So tell your parents thank you for their concern. We adore them. I know you do. I love them, and I know you do too, so thank you.
0: I got some great socks this year. You did?
1: Well, they usually send the box, you know, you were here last year. Yeah, I was here last year when we did the podcast.
0: Yeah, so this year it was just like random things
1: showed up from Amazon. Oh, I love that, that's a great idea too. So it's just
0: random things. I don't know what was coming from whom. I assume most of it was from them, but I have some other friends that send me random things, so... Right, like, right, right, right. I think t-shirts if the, and...
1: Probably the t-shirts are your, from your parents, socks. hmm Dildos probably from a friend. I'm just... I don't know. Yeah, uh-huh. I mean, I don't... I mean, I don't know your mom that well. It's favorite. a dildo
0: the month club. It, it's oh. like you sign up for it, and they send you
1: one every month. Ryan, you're talking to me. Of course I know about dildos.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Weirdo. Oh, that's funny. So my favorite gift was this. Oh.
0: Dolly Parton... It's a book. You can't see it because yeah, because this is a podcast. It's a podcast. <laughs> He's holding Ca- it up.
1: <laughs> Dolly Parton, Songteller by Dolly Parton. Oh. So it's basically her life in what it is, and I'm going to hold it up again so Ryan can see it, at least. It has mm-hmm. the lyrics to all her songs that she's written, and then like the inspirational pictures behind it all. So you can hear me flipping, flipping paper.
0: Yeah, they're flipping.
1: Let's see. And like stories about who she's met, Merle Haggard or whoever that is. I don't know looks like Ron White. I'm not sure. Um but I really loved it. It's what I really wanted. I just love Dolly Parton. She's amazing. so she is a national treasure national we see it every treasure. time. every time as in all our podcasts, we give a shout out to Dolly Parton for her unprecedented stance on gay rights, uh, human rights. She donated to
0: COVID vaccine research.
1: Right. Which we have now, a COVID vaccine. All right.
0: What was um a oh, raspberry? Raspberry, Ben Starr, <laughs> friend of the pod, Ben Starr sent me some. He sent me a link. It was like a book. And they're kind of satirical, like, what are they? Sex novels? It's a sex novel? You know, those like dirty books you read on the internet. Um, anyway, I'm just trying to find them Because there's a whole collection of them on Amazon This one Was called and I'm opening it up now Because <laughs> they're all just ridiculous It's called Pounded in the butt by the handsome physical manifestation Of Trump's Twitter band That should have come years sooner But fine, now that it's here, high five By That's Chuck funny. Tingle And it's got a oops, Like a photo that goes along with it
1: Oh, funny so for our listeners, it's like an old romance novel type thing, but it, then it's got, I don't know, what is that behind him? A QAnon person or whatever they call them?
0: It's like the model with the shirt and the abs, and then behind him is the physical manifestation of Trump's Twitter band, oh, that's which is it. a parakeet in a, in a little suit.
1: Oh, it's a parakeet. <laughs> yeah. It's a budgie. Okay, now I get it. Ah, <laughs> oh, I thought it had a hood on. Okay.
0: Yeah, it's... um. <laughs> <laughs> it just makes me laugh. So he's like, oh, let's turn this into a musical. And um, we're going to turn a different one into the musical that's um, pounded in the butt by my own butt. Actually, Ooh. no, pounded in the butt by the book, pounded in the butt by my own butt. So it's very meta. And I said uh, meta. Meta. The
1: meta, Brita. The meta.
0: Yeah, How but he's got all sorts of um other titles like my gender fluid butt is pounded by this handsome pterodactyl space accountant. Well yeah, of course. Or This bisexual snowman's carrot wiener is my butthole. A classic. Wow. I'm just picking it random.
1: <laughs> it's so funny what you find amusing and I do not. <laughs> I know. It's funny because
0: I'll send it send, like my other friend Noah this and he's like, Ew. I'm like, oh gosh, I'm laughing hysterically. Yeah, you're like, "Ah." (laughs) (laughs) Anything helps, really.
1: Anything helps. You know what my new kink is? What's that? It's watching these videos of the Trumpsters that were trying to go back home from Washington, D.C., and they're on the no-fly list. Yeah, bummer. And so they can't get on the plane, and they're crying, and they're like, and they stormed the Capitol, and they're like... And it, I don't know if you saw this, there was one guy who got arrested. He's being hogtied, and he's yelling, you're treating me like a black person.
0: Yeah, imagine that.
1: And it's just like, okay, well, this if that doesn't encapsulate the whole insurrection, I don't know what that... You know what I mean? Like, that kind of... A, that kind of... And I know that we're... We can just start talking about it, but...
0: You can. I mean, well, you're watching it, right? You think... There have been so many images of BLM protests and BLM sort of uprisings against authority, right? Right. Or against the police. And that ends with tear gas tanks in the streets, people being like beaten down, people being like rounded up in mass and put into unmarked vehicles. You know, you see a different reaction. And then when you watch sort of the capital insurrection, I guess is the NPR term for it. It's like yeah, just come on in. <laughs> Welcome to the Capitol. Just pillage what you'd like. You know, just like a, in, minimal, like a minimum. A different as, response. You didn't As they're see. leaving,
1: as you're leaving, you see police officers helping people off the steps. Like that old lady. I don't know if you saw that image. old white, yeah. older white woman, you know, being held. Uh, he's holding her hand, helping her down the steps. It is ridiculous. And it is the, the amount of white privilege that's there is so... Unabashedly crazy, and the fact that they like, you know. So, and I think like yeah, I was watching it too. You're watching it happen, and it's very surreal. It feels like you're in the middle of a of a movie. You're watching a movie, and like, well, this isn't. Oh, they're just gonna. Oh, they're gonna. You know what I mean? They're just. They're not gonna get that far. Like we have. You always think, at least I do. There's an adult that's gonna step in and be like, "It's gonna be okay,"
0: right? And then like the president of the yeah, United States exactly. who comes in, it's like, guys, calm down. I love hey, you. You're great. I love you. You're, you're great. my heroes. Go home. But and and yeah, then he's stop, sending him uh, home. He's
1: not even like, ugh.
0: stop trying to murder Congress people. Do
1: and that. I can't even believe I Mike Pence is, Mike Pence is still there. Like, wouldn't you be like, literally they tried to go after Mike. That was their, one of their goals was to kill Mike Pence. Trump tweeted Pence is not supporting the recall or whatever they called it. And right after that, inside the, inside the Capitol, somebody yelled out, Trump says Pence is a traitor or something like that, something in of that ilk. And so they were just they were getting their their orders directly from the man on his Twitter. So I am happy what? that he got banned. Right. Finally, but.
0: So what was the objective? <laughs> I mean, go to Congress and stop the electoral vote from being counted and Trump yeah. would get reelected somehow.
1: Well, they wanted to stop. I mean, I don't. I don't want to give too much air to like their theories, but they wanted to stop the electoral process that that count, so they would have more time to investigate the unfounded uh, whatever. Because they think voter fraud. They they, yeah. So they think if they had more time to investigate the voter fraud, they would be able to overturn the election and Joe Biden wouldn't get sworn in on the twentieth. So that was kind of their whole whatever. I mean, I'm giving and I'm also giving them way too much credit for thought. I think I'm reading into things that they might have, you know what I mean? Like, I don't want to yeah. give them too much credit to for, for thinking things rationally through. I don't like, think they knew what, what happens when today? we get here, you know? Yeah. What are we doing? Exactly. We're
0: rising up against what? tyranny? Why? Yeah. Because what are you, how are you going to do this? Nah.
1: I don't know. We're rising up against what? Let's see what Tyra- Trump tweets. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Tyranny as they're supporting a tyrannous. And I don't really know what the term banana Republic means, but I think it's, uh-huh. Has something to do with like, you're it's not a really a store. Well, I do <laughs> it's love It's like that. Yeah. better than The Gap, but. Do you know The Gap, Old Navy, and Banana Republic are all owned by the same company? Yeah. What?
0: You... I thought everyone knew that. Anyway, banana... I did, what about I did Banana that. Republic?
1: Anyways, I just think that that's kind of, isn't it like the, the leader is not elected? He's more appointed, but we pretend like Yeah, the Banana elections.
0: Republics were mostly like Central American states. Or countries that the United States government basically like sent in puppet leaders to right. so that we could get cheap fruit bananas and stuff. You know, it was like it was literally have, about
1: bananas, the first one, kind of, right? Yeah, yeah. It was,
0: yeah. um, uh, there's a book, Smedley Butler, I believe he was a Marine Corps general who was like in charge of all like a lot of these operations. And he's like, Yeah, this is American imperialism, overreach of power, basically. What the United States and other countries primarily have been doing, you know, like in Africa, in Central and South America, in, a, in order to extract resources, you know, and you've seen this sort of geopolitical play. You saw it today. You saw Pompeo giving a speech about how Iran's now harboring al-Qaeda and, and setting off another conflict that when it comes down to it, you know, what's Iran have? that we would like or what's Venezuela have or Bolivia have, or, you know, you can go from country to country, find out what the resources are, then find out why we're interested in democracy and regime change and all this, like these buzzwords when it's us putting in leaders that are approved by our CIA that are working with us for our benefit and not for the benefit of their own population.
1: Right. And so when people compare the Trump presidency, or this insurrection and this kind of thing to a banana republic. How do they make that comparison? I don't know. That's, what I'm asking uh, you. <laughs> well, or I think it's just
0: don't. like, um, inst- like putting in like a figure like a coup, yeah. you know, like overthrowing their democratic. Oh, I got you. Okay. elected leader. Um, no, I get it. So people on the right think that Joe Biden is, overthrowing the democratically elected Donald Trump who won fair and square but somehow through all this voter fraud and all this like shenanigans and allowing people to vote like after the polls were supposed to be closed and allowing mail-in ballots and all this like
1: and black people allowing black people to vote allowing
0: black people to vote and get one complete whole vote instead of the normal uh, two-thirds or two-thirds
1: that's kind of where they're coming from yeah and I do think that that's so true thank you Ryan for explaining because I couldn't yeah I would think that
0: American exceptionalism would play into that. Whereas we deserve all the like fruits of other people's labor because we're American. We're the best.
1: Hello. (laughs) We could
0: take what we want.
1: I feel like, and I was all the bananas. I read somebody that was like, America has become the country's or the, the world's like next door and meth dealing neighbor. You know what I mean? Or that kind of annoying, like, Oh my God, those people next door, they're horrible.
0: They're the kind that have the lawn that just like, yeah. Ruins the whole neighborhood.
1: Yeah, where that's where that's America to some countries.
0: Yeah, but they're like, well, you know, it's my right to have, like, an overgrown lawn and garbage yeah. sitting up front and dead cats, like, yeah, yeah. you know. My right as property owner American to do that. Or my right to march on Congress and kill um, a congressman, because uh, they're not... What was the issue? They were not going to certify the votes. So if... The ones that were going to certify it, like Ted Cruz was like, no, I'm not doing that. It's illegitimate. And so um, I guess he's okay. But anyone that's like Lindsey Graham or something, that's like, you know, Biden won the election. Deal with it. They're
1: like, right. traitor! Well, yeah, and it's, it is so funny because I think in our lifetime, both of us as 29-year-olds, we've seen a lot of the swing that goes back from a Clinton to a Bush to an Obama right. to a trump to you know I've, I've seen it a lot of you know it's eight years of this and then eight years of that and then yeah that. and trump could have had eight years if he had just not been in dingleberry because he you know anyways i don't want to get into that either because i don't want to give that <laughs> too much air but mitch McConnell or lindsey graham is just saying that because he knows listen we gotta shore up our support let's figure it out because we can win it back and have eight years but we need to have it you know i think they're all kind of going oh Remember when we had people like George Bush, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah. remember when we so, had people that fell in line with what we wanted and what our conservative ideals are, whether they're right or wrong, or even supported by anybody, you or the, you know, anybody. Yeah. They, they still had somebody that they could kind of control. Trump is not controllable. They're learning that late, but anyways, I just think it it is surprising that they took so long to, to figure that out. And when he was first running in the debates, they all knew it, and then they changed their tune. It's just, there's a lot of blood to go around on people's hands, and there's a lot of things like this insurgent or coup, attempted coup. Well, they're all more, more
0: than happy to jump on the Trump train, yeah. which they have to jump on now because they're all no-fly list. But... Um, <laughs> to... For their own political credibility... Mm-hmm. Trump supporters are a loud, dedicated group of people. If Lindsey Graham is in line with Trump or any politician supporting the president, then he's gonna get. They're gonna get those votes that are Trump supporter votes, right. which they need. Right. So now you see a situation where they're kind of in a sticky situation. They can abandon Trump in this time, you know, and risk alienating Trump's very large base of support for the next election. But if they don't do that, then they lose the financial support from the corporations that are bailing on Trump. And anyone that's aligned with Trump isn't gonna get those corporate donations. So they're in the situation where they're like, well, I lose out all the money or I lose out on the votes, you know? Is it in the long term gonna is the money gonna come back in the long term or the voters gonna come back in the long term? And I think they're counting on the next couple of months maybe being a flashpoint and then fading away. Whereas like, Trump becomes past tense after the election and after he has no power, he has no platform, he can't really get his message out, he can't incite the kind of popular opinion support that... Because, yeah, I mean, what's the point when he's not president and he's a private citizen that can't tweet?
1: Right, exactly. Well, I think they are going to give him his Twitter back when he becomes not a private. But I don't know. Maybe not. Hopefully not. I don't know. Maybe, do you think it's a permanent ban? I don't know. I don't there know needs I... to be
0: a cooling off period, I think. Yeah, and so, um,
1: I mean, wouldn't it be just behoove him to like just play golf, man? Yeah, just play golf. Go well, people golf.
0: complain that he plays golf too much? And I'm like, if it's like, yeah, play he's golf. golf. He's not ruining other things. Let him play. He
1: needs to <laughs> play for the next 14 days. <laughs> yeah, We're play fun. every day, sun sunrise to sunset. I'll go down there and carry it's his like... guy. Go- I need to get my steps in. Yeah. I'll go down and carry his fucking. Clubs. Go, go be his caddy. Go
0: be his caddy. So I hope this doesn't become a thing where it's like. A Republican that's an awful person, like a Cheney or a Colin Powell or whoever, you know, come and speak ill against Trump and suddenly they're like Democrat heroes. Like, oh, oh bravo. that well,
1: I will say this. I was listening to someone the other day that said, and I don't know, Republicans fall in line, Democrats fall in love. And it's right. so the truth of like how we kind of see... Uh, the different sides of, you know, Democrats fell in love with Obama. I don't think we fell in love with Joe Biden. We just kind of went, oh. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: the thing Kamala, is, though. The mm-hmm. Kamala. Well, the thing is, is that being 29, both mm-hmm. of us remember the Iraq War, remember nine eleven, all that period of time was horrific. It was horrific to think that it was unprecedented, unprecedented, that we were. Unprecedented
1: would, horror.
0: <laughs> Um, invade <laughs> iraq like that you know
1: yeah that colin so you- powell
0: would sell that to the country like he's just as complicit as cheney and rumsfeld and bush in selling it to the public and the media you know there's a whole thing you can look into <laughs> destabilize a region war crimes i think a lot of it's criminal And But, you know, Colin Powell says some stuff. Or he, like, endorsed Obama. Everyone's like, wow, Colin Powell, the nice Republican. Or George Bush, hanging out with Ellen. We rehabilitate people that do really terrible things. Mm -hmm. And throw gold at them because, yeah, the orange man's bad. Great. Are we in eight years, you know? Is it going to be like, oh, remember when Trump was the president? You know? We love Trump. We love, like, everyone around him because they're speaking ill against, like, Sean Hannity, president, or whoever, is a... You know, more dangerous.
1: Don't, don't make me, don't scare me, Sean Hannity.
0: (laughs) But I don't think we should be celebrating people that, you know, are war criminals. That's all.
1: No, I, I don't disagree with you. It is hard to, because Ellen sat with George W., she got immediate backlash, but then she came back with her own backlash. It just, it just is all so fake.
0: There was something that was like, um, I posted on Twitter it was a video of... Uh, oh, you do a Twitter? Jimmy Fallon. Yeah. I haven't been banned yet working <laughs> on it. But uh, it was Jimmy Fallon. He's all serious after the... Fuck him. You know, it was like, America's blah, blah, blah. And it's hard to be funny when all this is happening. And it's like, I posted that. And it's like, what do you think he's supposed to do during... While Congress is, you know, this is happening. And I'm like, here's him two years ago, like rubbing Donald Trump on the head and yes. validating Donald Trump's like presidency. Donald validating him as a public figure, which, you know, they all do. They all, like, line up and it's like, oh, it's funny. You got funny hair. It's like, we all, like, hate you, but we're giving you a platform. We're giving you a voice. We're we're telling America it's not really that bad.
1: Yeah, Kimmel never did.
0: Someone has integrity. He might
1: not be funny, but (laughs) we'll give him that. You're not funny. And neither is Jimmy Fallon. I don't watch, I have not watched Late Night in years and years and years, but
0: They're Uh, all kind of awful. They're all just kind of like. Colbert's kind of like, oh god! Now you have to play with a network. They're fine on like, I loved Colbert on um Comedy Central. Seth Meyers was fine on SNL. You know, Jimmy Fallon was alright on SNL. But
1: when you put, I do watch some Seth Meyers, but I usually watch it on YouTube because I like when he jokes around with his friends. Yeah, I don't watch too much. And he's who's that Noah one? Noah.
0: Oh, Trevor Noah.
1: Trevor Noah.
0: He replaced Jon Stewart. He's which pretty is... funny.
1: Uh, some of the things I've seen on his YouTube.
0: Yeah, but he's no Jon Stewart.
1: Well, nobody is John Stewart. That's a hard that's a hard <laughs> I'm drawing hard, on tears. Yeah. That's a hard <laughs> act to follow.
0: He's supposed to inform my political opinions as a liberal. So Noah News. Noah News. So Noah has a Chromebook.
1: Chromebook. And I didn't know what that was at first. It's a book. It it's
0: a, like a book. Is now it a book
1: a, or a film? There are no books with
0: paper anymore. There are books that are made out of computer screens with yeah. words on
1: them. I use my Kindle. Well, I have Kindle app on my iPad. I use that to read most things now. Yeah. Although I have a lot of books. But that's what I do. What other Noah News? I think that was it, right? <laughs> He's pretty boring. Oh, hotspot. He's got a Oh, he's got spot. a hotspot. That was it. It wasn't the Chromebook. <laughs> it was the hotspot.
0: Yeah. For his Chromebook, he can access the internet on his Quite Chromebook enough. with the hotspot. Hot the type of blister. It's a
1: type of blister. That's right. It's when you're
0: hiking too much and the back no, of your I, heel rubs yeah, against yeah, yeah. your... Uh,
1: and you're like, ow, ow. Sweater weather. Sweater weather. Sweater weather. Sweater weather.
0: So, uh, Mitch McConnell, Whoa. he's a cocaine Mitch.
1: Now, how does this happen? Cocaine Mitch.
0: I have no idea what this cocaine Mitch thing is. I just saw that coming up. But Mitch McConnell believes Trump committed impeachable offenses. And Mitch McConnell only has a few days
1: left of being the Senate Majority Leader. Hooray. That is so wild. I mean... I think maybe, and I don't want to give any credit, but.
0: You're going to say Stacey Abrams?
1: No, well, I mean, I mean well, I could, but no, 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 no. I mean, well, okay. Yes. That wasn't where I was going. I was just going to say like <laughs> Trump's kind of Trump. No, no, no. That was a good derailment. Cause I, I love Stacey Abrams. as so I I about. Trump's kind of shenanigans and just bullshit really did help Georgia kind of the way they did. I believe like there's a lot mm-hmm. of that. There's also a lot of, I don't know if you've listened to any things or seen some news reports where Stacey Abrams kind of, and that whole pack, it's very grassrooty. It's very going into neighborhoods that are disenfranchised. It's very talking one-on-one with people. And I was listening to a news report where one of the volunteers that was out there in the field, this woman couldn't get how to register on her phone and the volunteer stayed with her until it could get done. So instead of kind of platitudes and promises, which I'm sure they do espouse, they also get out there in the field and meet with the poor, the disenfranchised, the people that are like, my vote doesn't count. If we can look at that and replicate it. I also think Bernie Sanders kind of his campaign while not successful in, um, south carolina could have is also kind of that kind of grassrooty kind of talking to individuals and i think if we do that more and we can repeat that in other states that are now red and turn purple or blue it's not a horrible thing
0: what needs to happen is you have people going and doing grassroots thing it's great to go to a community and to go to people individually and be like what do you mean your voice your voice doesn't count or your vote doesn't count It counts, and here's what's going to happen if you vote this way. Oh, now we need to deliver the things that people are voting for. If people are expecting things, Mm. policies, uh, relief, help, that affects them directly, you know? Um, If we, Democratic Party, with a majority in the House and the Senate and the presidency, can deliver some substantive things, you know? That's when people will say that, oh, yeah, it really does pay off to vote. I will vote again. If not, it's going to be a pendulum swing back to the right after Trump's no longer the GOP standard bearer in 2022, which was what happened in 2010 when Congress lost 63 seats, Democrats to Republicans, 63. And we um, never
1: recovered. We still haven't recovered that.
0: Not, um, we, I mean, not that great of a majority. Majority, but... No, but that even, was a direct result I think. A lot of it was even now, a even combination.
1: now we are split down the middle yeah. 50-50. Oh, yeah. That's just it's unfat. it's unprecedented. No, I'm kidding. Right. It's unfathomable to me that that's still where we're at and I get it. I you are absolutely correct, Ryan, and I don't say that often enough. When you say if we don't fucking deliver now, we don't deliver now, we don't deserve it. We don't deserve the trust of the American people if if we can't deliver what we say we're going to deliver would, we, would absolutely, when I look you in the eye, Ryan, and I say, I want to do a podcast and I don't deliver, you you know what I mean? Like, I yeah. get that. So and it's, it's not just, set it's up a framework
0: to do a podcast or let's yeah. come up with a document and put ideas in there and call that good for now. It is to do it. It is what Elizabeth Warren said, big structural change, right? Big like, like a free tuition or student loan forgiveness. Like, not means tested just like it, everyone gets benefit from this or everyone gets medicare for all you know those are big things sending a $2000 check to everyone that would be something that substantive substance i can't say that word substantive <laughs> you know you know what i mean it helps people talking about it platitudes and the democratic parties they're experts at platitudes i wrote a whole article about it this week complete press
1: absolutely they are so if Pelosi is pelosi is among the biggest platitude people and listen i'm not saying my eyes have been the wool has been lifted from my eyes and now i am a bernie sanders disciple i i definitely am not but at least he speaks realistically at least i think he kind of is you know is very truthful when he says yes taxes will go up on some people it's not going to be these people it might happen over here but we got to pay for this shit I just think the also, America most of the American people are not stupid and if we can talk to the people again like I said earlier you know when people say voter fraud they really mean black people voted or disenfranchised people voted because that's what happens so when they're like oh my god this is unprecedented amount of people that have come out to vote well yeah it's because we promised them something or somebody did and we need to deliver
0: hmm. and it's easy to do after Republican term. Well, being you get Donald Trump promises things, you know, Republicans promise things. And they, I don't know how well they deliver. I don't know how well those things actually benefit regular people. You know, tax breaks always seem to benefit, you know, the wealthy. Wealthy oh, people yeah. are
1: into it. Wealthy people love it, but also who donates to their campaign, right? Like, yeah. I know that I donated what little I had sometimes to to both Bernie and Biden, but that doesn't mean, you know, I don't have infinite, infamous, into,
0: you have infinite,
1: infinite right? amounts of cash <laughs> to get to. We people. are bad at talking. We are real good we at talking. We do not talk pretty. Maybe we shouldn't do this every two months. I know. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, stress. no, I think, well, we should do it more often. Um, yeah, no, I think you're right. And so I hope we do do it because, yeah, and I think that it's going to need people like you and like myself, but also the younger people like Noah or that are under here, 29 that, yeah, that are under 29 to hold their feet to the fire as it is, which yeah. is a platitude, which is a plat, which is, I don't know if it's a platitude, but it's very trite to say that it's out loud. Well, accountability, we have to figure it. Accountability has, that's a great word. Accountability has to be held for these people to get shit done. And in that vein, kind of just moving on to a little bit is, um, well, I was, do you, Oh, go
0: ahead. I was just going to say the Democrats with the somewhat little bit of power they have right now need to not worry about being labeled socialist or being worried about corporate donations. Yeah. They just need to do what they need to do. I agree. And
1: it's how it's run and it's so silly. Yeah, you're absolutely right. They need to not worry about They need about to it.
0: not worry about it because people will have their back if they're working for people, if they're providing people benefit in congressional races, Senate races, or presidential races. Um, the money will come from one place or the other. You know, mm-hmm. you watch Bernie Sanders raise a ton of money, not taking corporate donations. That can happen AOC's campaign or Pramila Jayapal's campaign, you know. Um Pelosi's a big like oh yeah a money person you need to raise the money and if she's a, such a successful money raiser that should translate to winning elections and Pelosi you know when she was speaker of the house in 2010 lost 63 seats I'm sure she raised a ton of money but Barack Obama reneged on a lot of promises that he made in 2008 and then the Republicans came and were like socialism socialism. And the republicans were like oh don't call us socialists we can't do socialism you know and that's what happens when you sort of run scared like that
1: right no you're right yeah they definitely did did some shady shit so do you think that uh, push a push for the 25th amendment or um impeachment is going to going forward would impede like joe biden's first hundred days kind of with the new with a new Congress uh, would that impede them in getting some of this stuff done? Cause if you get kind of mucked in the mire and the muck of it all, you aren't going to be able to achieve, yeah, yeah. achieve what you want. And then also like you just said in 2016 or 2000, what'd you say? Thir- when did it <laughs> anyways, when it, when it, when it, when they flipped all the seats, the 63 seats, 2010, um, the Democrats are really good at galvanizing people against them by dragging shit out forever. So, you either got to yeah. do it, in my opinion, you got to do it quick. You got to do it clean if you're going to do the president impeach. Whatever you're going to do, you got to do it quick and clean and do it now. I don't want to see a delay in impeaching him 10 months down. You know what I mean? Like, then they can, then people will campaign on that. You got to, in yeah. my opinion.
0: Ideally, it would be like, Vote on it tomorrow, which I think is (laughs) happening. You know, um, what I don't fully understand the process, like, like you vote on it, you impeach him, and then there has to be like a trial, sort of.
1: Yeah, the trials in the Senate. The House has the the House does the the articles of impeachment, articles of impeachment, and then the Senate has a trial and decides whether he's guilty or not, or what they can do to him. So, you know, George, you know when clinton was censured and impeached it was done in this i mean that was obviously about a blowjob which is way more important than see isn't it nice you know
0: like to look back and think like oh to just be like president got a blowjob and now it's like oh the president incited our insurrection on congress yeah 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 whatever (laughs) yeah
1: that's not impeachable but anyways i just think if they get too far ahead of their skis they might lose some of the momentum that they just kind of got. So hopefully we can uh, fix it and move on so we can get healthcare for all student loan forgiveness, a $2,000 check and my unemployment benefits to have even more money. No, kidding. I just think,
0: uh, yeah, I mean, there's the argument to be made whether or not you should even bother, you know,
1: with impeachment. Well, the other thing is like, if he just resigned and Pence, you know, did the whole Nixon thing, where they do the, member, What yeah, what did they call it? Pardon, oh pardon, me. pardon. <laughs> <laughs> he he bumped into Ford on his way out and said, "Pardon me, <laughs> pardon." <laughs> oh, pardon. I mean that would I know that would be uh, cause a lot of outrage, but well, would Trump
0: would do that.
1: Yeah, well, I think some of his advisors are probably telling him like, "Hey, you retire if you if you resign." You can get a pardon. And I think Pence would probably give him a pardon because he's a big old pussy and a fuck face.
0: Uh-huh. And a tool shed.
1: And a tool shed. I don't know. Can we curse in our podcast? I don't fucking and remember. And a
0: fly trap. <laughs> uh, But, no, I think there needs to be accountability. Um, Who knows what, what? if Trump gets elected? Who knows what sort of lunatic could get elected next time? Right. And, uh, you can't just allow people to get away with shit. Just yeah. like, it's nice seeing like, oh, good, I'm glad they're going after these, whatever you call them, people.
1: The Trumpsters. The
0: Trumpster Congress riot people. Um.
1: <laughs> Insurrectionists. <laughs> yeah. Insurgents. Otherwise, it's just terrorists. a set
0: precedent that like, yeah, it's kind of, I guess this will, it'll become more common. Like everyone will have a grievance and just like storm the Capitol and start. Doing civil disobedience.
1: It's gonna be yeah, no, yeah, no. I agree. We need he doesn't need to be held accountable. I just don't know what that looks like. Hopefully, they have you know. I'm sure, as we all know, we can trust the Congress to do the right thing, and I'm sure, sure,
0: everything I'm will. Sure,
1: just, everything will be just. Trump
0: will have his own TV network fine. in a in a year with Sarah Palin,
1: oh, and Michelle Bachmann. Michelle Bachmann, remember her and her. Really hot husband. Okay.
0: Ah. Uh, so, what have you been
1: watching in the okay. in this second quarantine? Oh
0: no, I've been watching um just YouTube videos like I always do.
1: Yeah, but there's something somebody was cute. Ordinary things.
0: Oh yeah, ordinary things. See, I well, he's <gasps> British, so he has an accent. I have notes too, Ryan. His eyes are set wide apart, which makes him in- adorable for some reason. And he's kind of scruffy.
1: Are they big eyes?
0: giant eyes not like anime eyes okay it just looks kind of like um not conventionally attractive oh so okay. Like, ugly sexy is what yeah, yeah, call yeah. yeah 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 you're like, like-,
1: you're, like most of your exes thank you i'll be i'll be here so i've been watching um a lot of things oh yeah but um bridgerton was one i've been watching the stand do you remember the book did you ever read the stephen king book stand no no I don't read we've been over this before I don't read I don't you don't drink you don't smoke what do you do anyways Bridgeton was really good and it's fun and funny it has kind of a they cast a it's interesting about Bridgeton is it's kind of one of those period pieces so I don't know if you know who Shonda Rhimes is she did like how to get away with murder and um Private Practice and that Grey's Anatomy. And mm. those are not usually my kind of shows. I'm not really... I may play a middle-aged housewife, but I'm not really one. Like, I like some more highbrow... I say highbrow. I just like better TV. Different TV. I like With an HBO... Downtown Abbey show. I like an HBO, Nicole Kidman breathing heavily and running <sighs> through the streets, yeah, and, Oh. Daniel that kind of thing but I did watch Bridgerton with my cousin because I live with her and I think we talked about that before and she's kind of a basic person which is not a slam I'm just saying my cousin oh yeah Adrienne that I live with and that's lovely well don't (laughs) she does listen everyone oh
0: never mind she's (laughs) great I know No, I love
1: her but she's very basic so we watched it together and I actually got enthralled and kind of charmed by it all because it's like uh like a set in the British aristocracy and kind of kind of that uh Amadeus feel Down Abbey feel of like servants and Good uh, costume lords, design Lords and like great costume designs, tits out, heads up, you know, and like, oh, Lord Daniel, oh Lord Dudley, blah blah blah. But what was interesting is they cast some black people to be in the show as well. And instead of calling it colorblind casting, which I guess is now kind of one of those things where you don't do it. Yeah. Where you don't do you don't do colorblind casting and I
0: Oh, do we not? I had well, a thought about colorblind casting today like, that I want to share with you after you're done.
1: <laughs> so, you pointed at your eyes, so I think I know where you're going. Um anyway, so, but they had black characters playing and they kind of introduced the storyline a little bit later in the show that uh the king had fallen in love with a black woman. And that is why they were allowed to kind of enter the aristocracy and the kind of kind of enter the upper echelon of society. So. It was just an interesting thing, but what's really, really interesting for me, at least to watch something like that is, you know, black actors, Hispanic actors, uh, people that look maybe a little bit more like me than you don't normally have a chance to play those kind of really big, broad uh, kind of um roles where they get to be just fun and campy in that kind of era and so we have now this kind of great show where it was there's a lot of white people in it too but where they they got where this uh black lady and i don't know her name and i should place the queen and she is phenomenal as the queen phenomenal and it's just really cool to see people other than olivia wilde or um Gillian Anderson. Or you know those kind of a, uh, uh, Meryl Streep and uh, other people that have played Jennifer Jennifer uh, Jennifer Gardner, yeah. Owen Wilson, Paula Abdul, not Ben Stiller he's Jewish. Um, play those kind of big, broad, fun roles, and it was just a really it was a treat for me to watch that. It is cool that you know other people that are can watch that and go oh, maybe I could do that kind of show. And it's a big Netflix thing. It's Shonda Rhimes, who's an African American creator. Um, so I highly recommend it. It's on Netflix. It's an easy watch. You can kind of look at your phone and watch it at the same time. It's very much, you know, a fun show. I'm not really a Shonda Rhimes, that kind of person fan. So I'm just, that's my kind of endorsement of it. Colorblind casting, Ryan, what do you think? Colorblind casting.
0: I just had this thought in the shower. I think it was like, I always have these, run these ideas of like, Articles or something satirical to write, and it was colorblind casting. But like the black ca- characters in this in this play were cast by like white people when there were like black actors available because it was colorblind casting.
1: <laughs> and oh, they, uh, they cast so they cast white people in like in *Raisin in the Sun*.
0: Yeah, uh, and okay. so the white people were playing the black yeah. characters when there were like black actors playing like white characters or something. You know, it was just like backwards because you wouldn't when you think of colorblind casting you only think of like blacker people of color playing traditionally white roles right? right so it was just the opposite of that
1: right 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 i will say i dated a guy and uh his father was a pastor at a church and there was down in the basement you know how you know how and i don't know if maybe i've talked about this on the show before but you know how people have those old kind of like big picture frames that have, like, the circle, the oval, the square, and you just put different family scenes in it. You know what I mean? Like, oh, this is his birthday party. This is our daughter's oh, yeah, graduation. Yeah. This And it's just all one big kind of collage. That's a better yeah, word for it. Yeah, and they
0: have, like, the matte paper with, like, the cutouts. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Photos behind that.
1: So uh, you're, like, looking and they had like, a wall of them because they're a very big family and they're very Christian-y traditional family. And there's this one in one of, like, the middle one up in the corner and you look... And it's the guy, when he was six years old, his father and his little sister, and they're all in blackface for oh my God. a comedy skit that they did at the church. So they're doing, you know what I mean? And this is in the 19-whatevers, because uh, I'm 29, so 2000s or whatever. Anyways, it was just, you know, and and the mom would, did say, oh, it was a different time. We didn't, you know. <laughs> and i'm just yeah. like okay it's a different time but not now now you could take it down and put in another picture of this kid peeing in a pool or whatever you like you don't have to keep it up you know what i mean it was right it was pretty funny
0: i saw a documentary a little while ago paulie Bloor introduced me to it called the up series and um have you seen it
1: no but now i'm going it's to like
0: it's a British documentary. Basically, it interviews seven year olds in 1962, I believe, mm. uh, when it, they first started the series. And so they, it was a, a mix of higher class kids, lower class, um, black, white. I guess those are the options male, <laughs> female, you know. Uh, so, you know, and a lot of it were questions they're asking seven year olds, like what they thought about race or what they thought about like black people and asking black kids how they felt being like a minority like little kids you know and so their reactions to it were kind of interesting some of them you know were blatantly like i don't know any black people i don't care to know any black people thank you very much right um or like i guess everyone like the white people are just like me is one of the black kids said you know from their perspective and so that was an interesting documentary that they went back seven years later, re-interviewed those kids at 14. And originally, they were going to do it in 1962 and then interview them in the year 2000 and see how their lives had changed over that time. But they decided to do it every seven years. And so you basically watch these kids grow up, and they ask the same questions. Like, now that you're 21, how do you feel about you know, race relations and what are your thoughts on... Poor kids or rich kids, or, you know, basically asking the kids the opinions of each other and themselves. Um, and so they've been doing that. I think uh, they're in their 60s now, they're all like in their mid 60s. And I think they had whatever a factor of seven is in the last one. Uh, anyway, I, I brought that up mainly because the director, Michael Apted, just passed away on hmm. January 7th. And so that was a sad um, thing to see because I thought he had stuck to this project for his entire life, you know, and at the end, you know, you could tell the subjects were like kind of resented living under that lens for their entire lives as well. But, oh, really? they'd, you know, they, they had started it, you know, and they're like, I'm just going to some of them would push like social issues or a charity that they're part of or something like while i have this public forum i guess i'll talk about like my charity work and hope people like you know bring attention but a lot of them are just like people look at me every like seven years for a 20 minute interview and that's you know they that's their only window into my life and i'm so much more than just this 20 minutes you know it's like it's a really interesting study, though. So, Seb Michael Aptid died. He did a lot of other direction work, uh, some James Bond stuff, other documentaries.
1: How cool. Yeah.
0: So, I mean, go back. It's it's a little um, of a head trip if you just sit there and watch the series, like binge watch it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it makes you feel a little bit weird.
1: I'm excited. I'm going to check it out.
0: I hope Pramila Jayapal is okay, Bonnie Coleman. They all got the COVID while court while being under um, duress in Congress, you know, and they were all like sheltering in the basement or something. And a bunch of like Republicans were like not wearing masks, and now there's like a COVID outbreak among Congress. So
1: fucking Republicans.
0: That's a thing.
1: Fucking Republicans. Jesus.
0: Well, this has been an unprecedented podcast. Has
1: unprecedented,
0: unprecedented. Donald Trump got banned from Pornhub, which is amazing. Yeah, but how else is he supposed to find pictures of his wife?
1: Oh, thank you. Try oh. the veal. I love it. Yeah, I'll be. Here that's only. a great joke. That's a great joke. How else is he supposed to find pictures of his wife? I read some things. <laughs> Look, there's this comedian that's like, once he got banned from banned, he was like, so baron is it did you want to i'd like to meet you like he gets to meet baron he gets to um oh just just making fun of the fact that he doesn't know his kids i think was funny now tiffany trump, like, now t- tiffany there's... trump finally gets to get hugged or something like that
0: oh does he remember tiffany isn't that the exactly. joke he's like i got ivanka donald uh <laughs> eric eric baron trump
1: oh tiffany yeah that's there yeah she gave it anyways okay go
0: ahead all right well we're done he's only he only gets to be president for like another week yeah what could happen in a week if that if that what can happen in a week we'll be back in a couple weeks we'll be like oh my gosh i can't believe washington dc doesn't exist anymore it's just so surreal
1: yeah right i can't believe we're i'm doing this from my bomb shelter right (laughs) and i (laughs) have covid and you have
0: covid we all have covid well, Peter, I'm glad you're well and I'm um, hoping you stay busy, uh, get those steps in, That's stay right. on the wagon.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. Right? I Is that, that the one you want to be on? Yeah.
0: I had we a full the, he- whole, the whole 2020. No, I had a no full booze. calendar year
1: of sobriety. That was pretty cool. I'm very proud of that. I've had almost a calendar week. Yay! Yay! We want to thank Noah, Noah Tretter, who's amazing, and thank you for uh, putting up with us. Don't forget to do, visit Tretter Studio Music if you want to get some lessons, because he's yeah. amazing. Tretter Studios
0: yeah. and Patreon. Yes. and
1: All of it. Go, go, go give us some money. We do this more often. Yeah. We love you all. Stay all right, safe.
0: Wear a condom. And I'm we'll happy. see you next time.
1: Alrighty. Bye.
0: Bye-bye.